Hello, Poke fans. Welcome to the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short, your twice-monthly look into the deeper world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me as always are my fellow trainers, Slagkick, Larve, and Sulker. You've got balls. They look great. Great balls. Today is June 17th, 2018, and this is Stabcast episode 28, Pokemon Let's Go Out Into the Community. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of our venture into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. Pokemon Monster. This week, we're back to talk about the E3 preview of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, as well as this month's Pokemon Go Community Day. But first, let's talk about our Poke Weeks. Sulker, you go first. So, not a whole lot to talk about that won't apply to the main discussion, but for the moment, I guess I'll say I played a lot of Pokemon Go, and, uh... Things that didn't happen during that... Oh, so yesterday I caught an Articuno through the event that we talked about last time. Um, So it's my precious little frozen baby. Um, What else? Oh, I also found out that I have an Abra with like a 95% IV rating or something crazy. Yes! Um, It's... I think it's got Psycho Cut and uh, the Charge's Shadow Ball for some reason. So it was a hatched egg from like some time a couple months ago. So I'm actually really happy about that um i think that pretty much covers my poke week slide kick what about you yeah um community day was a lot of fun but obviously we're saving that for the discussion so uh the other thing is that i've been going to a local park that has a couple poke stops and gyms uh mostly just to catch but also you know to hit the poke stops and just uh some of the things that were notable is uh you know with the water festival going on i've had enough totodiles to evolve into a croconaw um i got a ditto a cast form um this is just like new stuff in the Pokédex. Poliwhirl, Remoraid, um, I got two eggs hatched that had Hitmonchan and Electabuzz, which were also new to the Pokédex. Love Discs, uh, <laughs> a love disc, but also caught other love discs. Um, Octillery, Seal, and I Kiss think, from a rose. I think that's about it as far as new ones before Community Day. So I also caught a lot on Community Day that were new to the Pokedex. But uh, yeah, definitely feeling the Let's Go fever. I mean, the Go fever for Let's Go or awesome. vice versa. That's great. Um, yeah, I finally got my Articuno and then I caught a second one <laughs> so i am uh, sitting pretty i'm i'm pretty happy with my pokemon go progress um had a great time at community day we'll talk about that a little later um have been going out a little more regularly for for pokemon walking and all that so um i've been really enjoying getting back to pokemon making it you know a, a focus in my life again um, just really having a blast um but that is kind of it i didn't really buy any new cute plushies or cards um, haven't really been going to any of the mainline games although i think i am going to finally finish ultra moon or maybe i'll start ultra sun i don't know um, either way exciting stuff to come super stoked about pokemon as a series uh, but i think that we want to keep this episode a little short because we want to get back to Fortnite. so let's move on to pokemon s- quest Let's move on to... No, I don't. I'm pretty sure he means Pokemon Quest. You you all heard it here first. No, I mean Pokemon Duel, okay? Nobody would believe that. Don't you mean uh, Poke Park, Wii, Pikachu's Adventure, or whatever? I don't know. I mean Pikachu... I mean Pokemon Channel, okay? Calm down. So, Muse? <laughs> Time for some Poke news, or... Psychic, get us started. So, uh, the visitors and citizens of Japan will be able to enjoy Pokemon Stand, which is a new vending machine, which uh, is now available at Pokemon centers as well as airports and other places that you might find these sorts of vending machines. And it's actually a plushie vending machine. So it has an assortment of uh, plushies, particular ones that are popular at the moment. Uh, the preview, you can see there's like a bunch of Pikachus, Bulbasaur, Charmander Squirtle, Ditto, Mew, a Pokeball, but that's just in the example image. Um, something else that's kind of cool is that you can get a uh, Rotolato code to use in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and... Uh, as of the 15th, all of these Pokemon stand vending machines are Pokemon Go gems. So that's pretty cool. But of course, this is Japan only. Um, two questions. What 
what do you think of Pokemon Stan? I know that you are planning another trip to Japan in the next year or so. And um, do you think that we have a chance of Pokemon Stan coming to uh, locations, other places? Sulker? I think it's deplorable that they would put these out in places where I might go and spend all of my money on more Pokemon things because there's already like six or seven locations that I specifically travel to when I'm there just to get stuff. So now that they're like, oh, here are these extra vending machines, and I assume they'll probably have more uh, exclusive things after a certain point if they do well. Uh, I I love it. I want it in my life. I want to go to there. Um, I don't know if we'll get any in America, maybe at the Pokemon Centers, but, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, counterintuitive to the whole point of a Pokemon Center. Yeah, but, I mean, it is out, found at Pokemon Centers, so. True. I mean, maybe they'll try to copy that model over here and maybe use it for, uh, like, specific distributions. That's what I'd like to see out of it if they bring it over. Well, so I do want to note that um, there actually are Pokemon Center vending machines in Seattle. Like Pokemon Stand, or are they... The, so they're Pokemon Center vending machines. So they carry um, plush toys, video games, figures, trading card games, and charms oh. that you would find at the real Pokemon Pokemon Center stores. Well, time for a trip to Seattle. Right. <laughs> I think of a lot of people I'd like to visit up there anyways. Yeah, right. Like... I have some friends up there, and I have some uh, friends that are moving there as well, so... Yeah, and like those friends are named Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur. <laughs> and Bidoof. Bidoof, Bidoof. Bidoof. That's your friend. Um, um, that would... having been said, the next time I go to Japan, I'm going to buy... Like, I'm going to buy a whole machine out. Like, I'm going to buy one of everything. Yeah, I... I might have to uh, ask you to scope it out when you're over there. And I might have to tell you that they don't have anything you want and not to ask again. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll scope it out for you. We'll let you know what's in it. That mo doesn't mean we'll bring you anything back. Okay, but as an aside, I want this sleepy Pikachu plushie. You don't want that amorphous blob in the bottom left corner? That's ditto. Yeah, the amorphous blob. All right, moving forward, Sulker, I think you have our next story. Uh, during the Nintendo E3 Treehouse livestream. Uh, taking part, obviously, as part of the E3 conference. Uh, new details about Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee came out. Uh, we know that people can do... Uh, so there was a question about what spare Pokemon could be used for in the game if you're transferring them over from, say, Pokemon Go. Um, turns out that you can transfer these Pokemon over, and any extra Pokemon you have, you can send over to Professor Oak, who will exchange them and not definitely not turn them into different candies. Uh, there are are at least three that we know about for right now. Uh, health Candy, Smart Candy, and Courage Candy. Uh, you can give these to your Pokemon to increase their stats. Uh, health Candy obviously relating directly to HP. Uh, during the streams, we also got to see some interesting uh, pieces of, inform er, of the game, I should say. Uh, we got to see how Viridian City looks now, which uh, appears to be almost true to form from what I the images I saw this week, uh, and Pewtered City Gym. Um, we also got to see Brock's design, which I'm going to ask you both to tell me your thoughts on after I'm done reviewing. Um, oh, and also you have the uh, Pewter City Gym, the uh, man who stands outside asking questions about two type matchups. I'm not certain... Was that in yellow, Slykick? Say again? The piece about the man asking questions outside of Pewter City. Oh, no, that's... Um, so apparently, from what I can tell and what I saw on the Treehouse stream, you can only battle Brock if you have a grass type or water type in your party, which is interesting. Oh, maybe that's what it's related to then. Well, and so let me ask you guys, because I know this is a little bit of a di divergent point, but I want to ask, I've seen a lot of people online really upset about this, the quote-unquote casualization of Pokemon, putting training wheels on your party building. Um, to me, this is good. It's like an intuitive way to design a game that will teach you type matchups and how to like prepare yourself for a gym battle, but I guess I can see the other side of the coin. I'd like to ask the two of you, and I'll, we'll start with Sulker. How do you feel about that kind of change? I mean, I think anything that makes a game more accessible for younger generations and people who maybe don't understand a lot about video games is never a bad thing. Uh, so adding those quote-unquote training wheels is actually a way to improve the customer base or fan base, as it were. Like, 
I'm sure I could not give a Switch with a Pokemon, like, standard game to my mom and be like, hey, play this game, no explanation. But if we did the same thing with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, let's say, I think there's a good chance that she'd pick it up. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm a fan of adding accessibility options. What about you, Psychic? So my thing is, like, uh, clearly Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon uh, is push was pushing for more of a, like, kind of challenge. Because, I mean, like, definitely over Sudden Moon, you know, it was increased difficulty. And so I'm assuming that Gen 8 is going to follow the same pattern. We know that's coming. So, like, and the thing is, is that, first of all, I've already played Yellow. And when you go back and play Yellow, it's um not quite as fun as you remember. I mean, it's still fun, but, you know, with all the quality of life changes. So, like, for this game, what it is, like, I'm not upset about it. I'm going to play it to play a cute Pokemon game on my Switch with uh, all my favorite original 151, and it's I'm probably going to cry a bunch, like, out of nostalgia. It's, uh, yeah, I really don't have a problem with it, and I think it's a great way to bridge those people, not only who are new to the games, but also those who have lapsed from the games, or maybe their only experience was playing Red, Blue, Yellow, or, you know, fell, maybe fell out uh, a couple generations back. Like, I know multiple people who that would apply to. Me too. Me too. Um, so I want to move this for... Also, uh, Sulker had asked about. Oh Brock. yeah, Sulker had other um, parts of it. I'm a little disappointed they didn't. I mean, I guess it's because it's yellow, but I'm disappointed they didn't use shirtless Brock from Red and Blue. Of course you are. Uh, continue, Sulker. Well, so now those questions go over to you, Spike. In terms of like, what do you think about what we've seen so far and Brock's character design and all of that? Well, no, no, I, I'm for any accessibility option, anything that is going to bring more people in or, or bring lapsed people back. I, I think I've stated that pretty clearly, repeatedly, but in case. I I haven't. I am absolutely 120% not into gatekeeping. Okay. Uh, well, just to close out this news piece, um, as you know, this game will launch on November 18th, and you can buy the game alone or in the 9.99 bundle that includes the Pokeball Plus controller, which does come with Mew. Uh, so. I think you mean 99.99. Oh, 99.99. It's like 9.99. Are you out of your mind? Sorry. Numbers are hard on the weekend. All right. We also have word, as noted, that. The Pokeball Plus, should you buy one, will come with a Mew included. This is, of course, incredibly exciting. Mew is an amazing, adorable, precious little baby. But, um, yeah, this, as far as we know, will not be the only way to get Mew, as, you know, Mew is presently available in Pokemon Go and presumably will be able to be shared to the main game, or to the Let's Go games, just like any other Pokemon. That having been said, for a lot of us who have all Always wanted a legit Mew and maybe haven't gotten one for whatever reason. Now is our time to shine. Do either of you have anything to add about this? You know, it's funny because people were complaining about this. Um, and someone on like I saw some tweet that got retweeted or you know screen capped or whatever, and they're like, um, yeah, this is just Nintendo's just like selling it and this is cheap. Like it's a you know a cheap way for them to make money. Back in the day, we had to work hard to get our Mews, and they're like, why? Like if someone replied like, why by having begging your mom to take you to Toys R Us. It's real talk. Uh, no, I'm super happy with this. I'm curious if there's going to be, um, if, if you, you know, get it, and um, I'm curious at what point you're able to transfer from Pokeball Plus to the game and vice versa, because, I mean, I'm assuming, does it mean that you just get a level 5 Mew that you can start with in your party? Because I am here for that. That is an interesting question. What about you, Sulker? I mean, I hope that what he just said about it being like a level 5 cutie that starts the game with you, like, I think that would be amazing because then you have at least two Pokemon from your party that you know, like, that you start with that you know are going to make it all the way to your end group. I do have probably, like, a problem in that I will probably never move Mew out of my, like, backup follower spot. Right. But, I mean, that's not the worst problem to have in the world. So, I'm excited for Mew to come along in that game, or come along with that game, I should say. Excellent, excellent. Psychic, and I know you I said Mew, you, oh. Mew, Mew is a cute baby, but isn't technically Mewtwo the baby? I mean, a thing can be two things. Psychic. Babies having babies! Psychic, <laughs> I think you have our next story. Yeah, so this is a little bit of a shift from something we usually talk about, but it is Poke-related for sure. Um, a lot of gaming fans were very excited to see the official reveal of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Switch, which is the new entry in the series. And the uh, thing that excited a lot of people is that everyone is here, which means every character that has been available up to this point is playable. 
Except Charizard's gone. Because Pokemon Trainer's back and you can play as Charizard. And the thing is that you uh, can, if you have a favorite like Charizard, which I know, like, for example, Sulker is a really strong Charizard player in uh, Smash for Wii U. Aw, thanks. Um, you don't get penalized for sticking to one uh, Pokemon the whole time. You can also play as Leaf from Fire, Le- Fire Red and Leaf Green, the girl trainer. Uh, so that's something else that's pretty cool. Um, something else that's really cool about that is both the male and female Pokemon trainer um, color schemes that you can select are all based on various um, the different main gens, characters yeah. from the different generations. Yeah, so even though Leaf and Red are the two that are like the, the models, you can also get clothing f- themed, colored themed after each gen player character, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and of course, uh, with all of the fighters returning, that means you can also play as Pikachu, Mewtwo, Jigglypuff, Pichu, Lucario, and Greninja. Uh, Pikachu will have a Pikachu Libre skin, and uh, a female Pikachu with the I think, is that Maze hat? The one that has like the little uh, flower petals on the top? I, I thought it was so. Sun's hat. Oh, I don't I don't know. It's, it's just, it is someone's hat. It's, a, it's one of the girl trainer's hats. It's really cute. And they were like, did you know that Pikachu Libre is a girl? It's, we were like, uh, yeah, heart-shaped tail. Oh, also, Saffron City stage is returning from N64. Uh, there'll be Prism Tower as a new stage. Um, some of the Pokeball Pokemon that we have seen are Beware, Alolan Vulpix, Solgaleo, and Lunala, and Pichu still takes damage from its own attacks. So, uh, more like Pichu Deku. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch will release on December 7th. Um, I'm super stoked about all of these changes and additions. I'm a big fan of Smash Brothers, as noted. You know, uh, the three of us here on this show play Smash together a lot. Um, I think these changes are really great, especially the um, Pokemon Trainer design changes. I was a little worried initially that Charizard was being sucked into the Pokemon Trainer's repertoire, but hearing now that there's no penalty for sticking to one Charizard, to one Pokemon like there had been in Smash Brawl... I actually feel like this gives a lot of options to players who in Smash 4 maybe had mained Charizard, um, which is actually my question for Sulker, because I think he is in part one of those players. Well, I actually just want to talk about Pokemon Trainer in general, because, I, I mean, we've covered that it will be no plus or minus for that for using any of the Pokemon, which I'm not sure how I completely feel on that yet, since each of those different characters was supposed to have a different playstyle initially. Like, your Squirtle is supposed to be your fast starting character. Well, I mean, I think that's still the case. <laughs> But, like, what does that mean in terms of damage? Like, do we know what it means mechanically in the game, I guess, is really my question? I think it's just like having three different fighters that you can switch out, switch between if you want to, or you can stick with one the whole time. I heard people saying that they were doing some Squirtle um, play on the... That sounds wrong. Uh, Some that There was some play as Squirtle on the Treehouse streams that was pretty impressive, so... All right, well, I guess I'll just have to check and see if I can compare, like, what damage percent output they're putting, because... I think it'd just be interesting to see that. Anyways, um, so I'm excited that I'll still be able to get to play Charizard, but I also like Squirtle and Ivysaur, so it'll be cool to get to play with them again. Um, one thing I want to note, when we were watching a stream of uh, some of that gameplay, um, they pointed out that when you're switching between Pokemon, uh, you can you essentially get a couple of free iframes due to that transformation, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, oh. players utilize that in Smash Ultimate. Tricky. All right, Sulker, I believe you you have our next news story? Sure do. Uh, so, in Japan, there's been an announcement of Evolution GX starters uh, set for a November release on November 23rd of this year. Each starter set will come with 60 cards featuring either Vaporeon GX, Jolteon GX, or Flareon GX. The package will also include a countage dammers, or countage dammers, damage <laughs> counters, a GX marker, a coin, a playmat, and a guide. Uh, each deck is listed to come with two Pokemon GX. GX, uh, which may mean that there'd be different copies of each of the Evolution GXs. Uh, however, also releasing on November 23rd will be the Starter Set Lightning Jolteon GX slash EVGX Premium Edition. Uh, the title specifically says EVGX uh, and has been uh, has the blue logo next to it, uh, EV's name, which I think that matches similar to Go, yeah? Or Let's Go? I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to look at that. Um, so, presumably the three decks mentioned... Uh, uh, will come with its Evolution GX as well as EV GX. Um, the premium edition will come with uh, contents of 
of the GX... Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a couple lines there. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, so it comes with the Jolteon GX deck along with the Hollow fl- uh, Flareon promo, a Hollow Vaporeon promo, a deck box, and one pack each of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Forbidden Light, uh, Charisma of the Wretched Sky, Explosive Impact, Champion Road, and the Thunderclap Spark. Uh, and will retail in Japan for 3,000 yen. No word yet on any uh, release date for such a set here in America, but uh, chances are very good. Uh, what do you guys think about this one, starting with Spike? You know, these are coming out in Japan the same week as Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Pretty sure this is a promo to promote Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. As such, I think it is definite that we will get these sets here in North America. Um, I will definitely pick at least one of them up. Um, probably Vaporeon, but really? possibly Jolteon. See, that's funny. I thought I pegged you like definite Jolteon. I don't know why. What about you, Slaggy? Oh yeah, I mean, Eevee's always been one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm definitely, and I've I've had fun playing Eeveelution decks before. So uh, I suspect that I, I mean I'm gonna pick up whichever one. Assuming he comes over here, I'll pick up whichever one. You two don't. I I kind of assume that um, Sulker would be a Flareon player because he like fire types. I mean, yes and no. I don't really like the video game Flareon because it's actually in my book. Take the Flareon deck then. Okay, fine, whatever. Y'all fighting over your little fire cuties. No, but to be fair, uh, Flareon has traditionally not been as strong of a evolution. Well, I'd be interested to see how it compares in the card game. I mean, I haven't really checked against that. Yeah, I assume that in the coming months we'll get details of like um, first look at the um, the evolution GX cards. Probably, yeah. All right. Well, then I have a fun news story for all of y'all. This is word of another Dragon Majesty product that will be coming this holiday season to North America and Europe. What? Is that a drag queen? Dragon Majesty? It is not. It should be. (laughs) Um, This one is Dragon Majesty Legends of Unova GX Collection. This will be out October 5th. Each box will come with two Pokemon GX, presumably Reshiram GX and Zekrom GX, a Jumbo card, presumably of the two Pokemon together, five booster packs, and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. Expectation presently is that the Reshiram GX will be a reprint of the, or I'm sorry, an English language print of the card from Dragon Storm, and Zekrom GX will likely be the Japanese Gym Tournament promotional card SM7A that is um, included presently if you buy a booster box from one of the Japanese Gym Tournament events. Um, this is really exciting. I will probably pick these up. Uh, what about you guys? And let's start with Slaggy this time. Um, it's possible. Uh, I tend to, unless it's something that comes with like a little figure or something, I tend to just stick to buying decks. And I mean, like, honestly, maybe that's something that I could focus on over the next few months uh, while my life isn't as busy and like kind of sort through my collection. Because like right now, I kind of just need to see like what I have. I need to maybe get like a binder. Uh, uh, I should also see card box. Should also see if I could uh, if I could find my old Pokemon trading card game cards. Yeah, although most of those cards now, because of power creep, are not competitive at all. Oh, I, I don't. It's still fun to yeah, look at. I don't want to pl- make a deck with them. I just think it would be cool to cool to bust it out and maybe if we all found our old cards, be like, these were our favorite cards. I don't know if people would want to listen to that. I anyway, mean, I definitely don't have old cards, so it would just be you and Spike talking. But Aww. that'd be fine. I can throw in comments from time to time. Womp womp. Uh, in terms of this set, like, obviously I'm always interested in getting new cards, uh, especially when they look this strong, so I'm into it. Um, when is that release date again? October 5th. Okay, I'll keep my eyes out on that. Excellent. I believe our next news story is coming from Slaggy. Yes, we have the regional schedule for the 2019 season from the Pokemon Company International. Um, so, if you are interested, then, uh, uh, we'll link you over at stabcast.org. 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 
very quickly, it'll be at Oaks, Pennsylvania, Memphis, Tennessee, Portland, Oregon, Roanoke, Virginia, Anaheim, California, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Collinsville, Illinois, Brampton, Ontario, Canada, Greensboro, North Carolina, Denver, Colorado, Daytona Beach, Florida. Daytona Beach, Daytona Beach, right? Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Santa Clara, California, Madison, Wisconsin, over in Europe at Harrogate, UK, and Bristol, UK, and also Valencia, Spain, Lily, France, is it Lily? Lily? Just go with Lily, it. Lily, like Lily, like from Southern Moon, I don't know. And Con, Cons, Con, Cons, Con! Con, Cans, Con? How do you, Cons, Cans, Genghis Con. I will not be competing. What about you, uh, Sulker? No, no, I mean, no, no. Sidekick, will you? I'm going to Lily and, <laughs> Lily and Cans. I wish I could go to France. Uh, no, I'm, I am not a competitive card player. All right, well then, I believe Sulker has our next news story. Yes, yeah, speaking about more card news, uh, GX Ultra Shiny has uh, been announced for Japan, uh, releasing on November 2nd. This set will feature 150 cards. Uh, unlike normal Japanese sets, each booster pack will come with 10 cards, of which four will be hollow. Uh Hello. <laughs> One of the four will be guaranteed to be a Pokemon GX card. The packs will cost 500 yen, which will be more than usual uh, due to the increase in pack size uh, and obviously the guaranteed hollows as well. Uh, this is why they've named it the Ultra Shiny GX thing. Oh, uh, wasn't that Ultra Shiny something that was trademarked a few months ago? Yes, it is. Well, here we know out now why. Uh, the set will likely feature many Pokemon GX reprints from the Sun Moon era. Uh, if the pack are is to be believed uh, it could include reprints of Buzzwall GX, Zygarde GX, and Zoroark GX, uh, though they could also be normal Pokemon in this set as well. Excellent. Hopefully this set comes over to North America. This seems like a easy way to get some of those currently powerful cards into your deck. Including Muscle Mosquito Daddy. <laughs> Speaking so, of uh, impressive cards, we also have word here that we will be getting two new battle arena decks um these ones are going to be m charizard ex and m blastoise ex you may of course recall you know these um packages they're typically like two decks together they're like 260 card decks each with like two foil copies of the ex card that it's promotion for um you typically also get like a new alternate art foil trainer card typically comes with two a coins uh you know deck boxes play mat sets of damage counters player's guide rule sheets. Um, these are typically a pretty good way to get into the Pokemon trading card game. I will probably pick this up. Uh, what do you guys think? And let's start with Sulker. Well, just looking at the art on the cards always gives me one of those like happy moments because they just look really cool. Um, the Heat Typhoon for uh, Charizard obviously being a like high damage, high reward card. Um, and obviously uh, Dread Launcher being kind of a nice counterpoint to that for Blastoise EX or M Blastoise EX. I really like the art on these cards. I'd really like to get them again if I have a chance. So yeah, I'm into it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I love these art cards that have like the Japanese language text on them. Even though like for the Char M Charizard one, it's just like Hito Typhoon, and the M Blastoise is just like Dora Doroncha. It's still like I don't know. I love it. What what do you think, Saigi? Are these is this a set you'll be interested in picking up? Yeah, possibly. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. All right, we also have some news here that Sulker's going to tell you about. <laughs> Uh, so Pokemon Go announces new global research, shiny and Alolan Pokemon for summer. Uh, Pokemon Go has promised some big rewards during this 2018 summer tour. Pokemon Go will be hosting three live events on three different continents later this summer as part of the 2018 tour. The first part will be a Pokemon Go Safari Zone event in Dortmund, followed by the second annual Pokemon Fest in Chicago, girl that really was a rough spot, and ending with a second safari zone in Yokosuka, Japan. Um, each of these events uh, offer attendees chance to catch rare Pokemon and benefit from special bonuses. Uh, however, as with last summer's Pokemon Go event, Pokemon Go is offering players who can't attend one of the events a chance to benefit from the event or different bonuses. Uh, this year, each event will be accomplished by uh, a different set of global challenges, which players around the world can complete. Yeah, complete 
to unlock extra bonuses. Uh, this year's global challenges are focused on new research tasks. Um, the quest feature added by Pokemon Go earlier this year. Uh, players in three different global regions. Uh, so that's going to be the Americas, the Asia-Pacific region, and Europe, Africa, and Asia will be tasked with completing a total of 5 million research tasks each while the live event is going on. Um, if and when the, each region completes their task milestone, they'll unlock a different bonus that will go into event effect at the end of the event. Uh, in addition, uh, players will unlock special bonus rewards if all three global regions uh, hit their goal and players at the end of the event complete 100,000 event research tasks. Um, if players unlock all three bonuses, they'll also unlock an ultra bonus, uh, which players are speculating will begin the Gen 4 rollout. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. What do you guys think about this uh, shiny and amazing summer event? Because we didn't even get to talking about the uh, Alola pieces. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. I think the global challenges are going to be super fun, and I'm really excited to follow along at home. What about you, Slaggy? Yeah, I'm excited that we'll be able to like get the shiny Rosalia, Puzzle and Minin, um, and I'm excited for Lolan Diglett and Lolan Geodude. All right. All right. Well, then, with all of that having been said, it's time for us to move on to our discussion topic. Um, today, we are going to be talking about the Pokemon Let's Go E3 Treehouse stream, as well as our experiences at Pokemon Community Day. Um, so from the Treehouse streams, we have now seen quite a bit of gameplay from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, we also got a couple of little tidbits of information that I think are super worth noting. Um, one of the big pieces, of course, is that we do now know for sure that the Pokemon referenced at the end of the Let's Go trailer is a brand new, never-before-seen Pokemon. Um, we did again get the re-emphasis on the fact that Let's Go is marketed more towards the casual-slash-lapsed audience, with the 2019 core titles being more for, like, the quote-unquote hardcore folks. Um, we also got confirmation that the games will allow for multiple save files, so you won't need to buy multiple versions of the game if you don't, if you choose not to, though version exclusive Pokemon will still exist in each game and we also know that your partner Pokemon will not go back into its Pokeball when not battling it will instead rest on your shoulder or your head occasionally wander around to help you out and that's even without word on the buddy Pokemon that you get to pick that will follow you around out on the map in the world so you will be able to have you know your Pikachu buddy and also let's say a Snorlax buddy um, I'm really Really excited about that. I have a lot of pokies that are my favorites. Um, I'd really like to hear from the two of you. You know, did you guys watch the any other treehouse? What did you think? What are your impressions of the gameplay? Um, Sulker, I want to start with you because I know when we watched some of the stream, you were really happy with how they were handling like group experience and stuff. Yeah. So uh, in general, I was actually a big fan of what was shown on the stream. Um, in terms of group experience, uh, so when you're doing Doing your captures in uh, Let's Go, uh, you can you know throw your Pokeballs, catch Pokemon, etc. Um, and when you do, you give uh, it gives you experience as in any Pokemon game, and it goes directly to leveling each of your Pokemon. And it's like an EXP share thing automatically. It seems from at least from what we were shown. Uh, so I think it's great that you don't have to worry about sitting there and balance leveling from minute one. Yes, I know people will be upset about that. Like, what's the point of it as a Pokemon? on RPG and all that, but really I think it's just a fun way to say like these are the six characters that I'm interested in using so might as well level them up now and I mean you get that in the end of or not even at the end of most Pokemon games you get those somewhere in the middle so I don't really see that it's much of a difference there um, in terms of the capture I obviously said that I like that the battling itself seemed to be pretty direct uh, and kind of what I like when you're playing a standard Pokemon game just up to the Switch caliber graphics, which I'm fine with. Um, I'm really excited to transfer over a Growlithe as soon as possible. Like, once you can get to the Safari Zone area or the... What was it called again? The Go Park, I think? The Go Park. Go Park. Yeah, once I go park, uh, I 
want to have a Growlithe come through, so then it could be my buddy on my uh, team. So it'll be uh, Eevee and Growlithe just hanging out with me, as it should be. Aww. So that's kind of where I'm thinking right now in terms of uh, that. Uh, I like that there will be multiple save files so that, like, different, like, so family members can share mo- this copy amongst themselves. I think that's a nice touch. Um, and yeah, that's that's me. What about you, Slykick? Yeah, I'm really happy with uh, what I've seen. Uh, something that was, and I wasn't, um, I was not that I was distracted, but I wasn't uh, paying full attention when it was on. And there were some parts that I probably missed out on. Um, it looked like there were a lot of random pokies in the forest that I'm not used to being in Viridian Forest. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if like the mix of when Pokemon appear in the game is different. And I assume, I did miss the very, very start of it. I assume that the fact that in the treehouse they had um, Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur, and then like a level 15 Onyx, those, that was probably like a ROM hack, right? Like I know how they, on when they did Mar- Super Mario Party, they uh, loaded up the players with some items to demonstrate that. Yeah, I mean, calling it a ROM hack, that's that's fine. Like they, they um, on Super Mario Party, they literally said they gave us a ROM. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see, like, and I noticed that Pikachu learns, um, one of the fighting kick moves, so finally Pikachu will be able to, uh, be useful at Brock's gym without setting off the fire alarm sprinklers. (laughs) That's great, but I wish they had just gone with that gag. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the changes, uh, and like, uh, like I said, what, uh, different pokies are available where, um, and I'm just really, really excited, uh. One thing that I do have to say is that I do think that I've switched over to the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu camp only because I was um, thinking about, you know, I love Eevee, but I've never really found a use for normal types. Like, I've, I've never really found a good strategy for normal types unless it's something like, you know, maybe a Blissey or something like which have, you know, d- different types of roles. So uh, I'll probably end up going with Pikachu just so that I know that I have um, a good electric type on my team and you know but I, I'll wait and see I mean um, we might get news that the, your partner Eevee has a special move set or something because it can't evolve so um, Spike do you know if they confirmed if Pikachus would be available in the wild in uh, in this version they, they have the confirmed house. that Pikachus and Eevees will be found out in the world and that those ones will be able to be evolved even though your starter Poke- or uh, Pikas and Eevees will not be able to to be evolved. Okay, well, that's still nice, I guess. Something else I like is that um, I, I guess Bill's not going to be happy, but that you just carry your Pokemon box around with you. You don't have to go to the PC. So, like, if your party's full and you catch a cute Oddish or something, and you want him on your team, you can just be like, oh, hey, little guy, come on out. Yeah, I don't really like that, but that's fine. You know, I don't have to use it. I mean, you, you can just won't wait use until the you Pokemon to... box? No, I'll wait until I get to a Pokemon Center before <laughs> I trade my Pokemon on out. Okay. That's uh, strangely obstinate, kind of... but I like it. <laughs> the fun for me in a lot of JRPG type games is really balancing resource management, and so to me you lose a certain amount of tension when you can just swap out your pokies while you're out in the wild. I get why that is more accessible, I get why for a lot of people that's going to be more fun, and that's cool. But for me, the resource management is a big part of where the fun comes from, and mm-hmm. so when I see the resource management aspect of the game, you know, take some cuts that's less interesting to me although i will note i'm super excited for the game this isn't like a deal breaker or even anything other than a very slight like eh, i would prefer that change hadn't been made but whatever i ain't that mad about it uh you know something else that's really cool about the multiple save files is it'll make it really easy to do like i think i might have said this last time but it'll make it really easy to do like a nuzlocke run and not have to worry about overwriting your other poke data yeah, that's true and especially with switch being way easier to stream than a portable console uh in, by comparison uh we might have to figure out how to uh make that happen on like a youtube channel or something i don't know twitch excellent all right well uh that's about all i have for the let's go e3 treehouse stream but um Saigi, did you want to start us off on our community day discussion yeah so we wanted to take a chance to talk about community day which was uh as of this recording yesterday saturday the 16th of june and the community day focused on larvitar so, uh, kind of a um, little bit left of center choice, I feel like. I mean, I know Larvitar uh, had a kind of a arc in the anime uh, 
um, earlier on, you know, when they were going through Johto, but uh, kind of cool, you know, especially when we had uh, previously, it was like Charmander and stuff, so kind of cool to see Larvitar getting some love. Uh, definitely a little cutie. So I just kind of wanted to have a chance for us to talk about uh, our experiences with Pokemon Community Day and any other notable catches that we got um, and just the experience of being out in the community and seeing that Pokemon Go community come together. Um, so to kind of get us started, I have to ask, I know this is definitely my first Pokemon Go Community Day, and there were a lot of other firsts I had too yesterday. Um, was this also your first Pokemon Go Community Day, Sulker? It sure was. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'd ever actually wanted to go to any of the events. Um, one of the biggest problems I had with Pokemon Go back when uh, I dropped it originally was that um, my friends and I had been out one day for uh, a birthday day kind of like oh we'll do our pokemon go thing uh and then like while we were on that thing like or that hangout day like the uh, rules for how you track pokemon changed and so that was kind of what put the the nail in the coffin on going out and doing poke walks and like hanging out with people just because it was really awkward to go through that interchange but it's nice to see that that community still exists and is out there um so kind of with the launch of the news hype cycle around like Let's go, uh, EV Pikachu. I have wanted to find ways to reconnect with that group, and so I know that several of my cr- close friends uh, go out and do these community days. So, like, reached out to them and just coordinated a time and was like, "Hey, let's. I want to come out and do this thing." And seeing that people were out there, like, in groups doing the raids, and catching Pokemon together, and like talking about their shiny captures, I think that was a really nice way to kind of reconnect to this whole sub community. To the po- of the Pokemon world. That's great. Yeah, this was also my first community day, but it was so great to just, like, be out and seeing so many people playing the game, uh, you know, so many people, like, having casual chit-chat with people they had never met before, talking about, like, their favorite places to go, you know, make catches and, and grind for pokies. I thought that it was just ultimately a really, really great and positive experience. I'm super excited to, like, participate again in the future. You know, we made friends, we made associates, um, it was just kind of a really cool little experience. Like, I don't know that I've ever had a game experience quite like that, and it definitely showed me that, you know, there's still a lot of gas in the Pokemon Go tank. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I kind of wish I'd gone to, like, the Charmander one. I mean, although last month the timing would have been probably pretty terrible, but, uh, you know, uh, this makes me really motivated to go out and uh, do it, especially seeing how easy with the, um, you know, like, for example, with how many Larvitar you're able to catch, um, getting up to the, um, you know, 125 candy you'll need to evolve to Pupitar and then to Tyranitar, like, is, like, so easy to get. And then plus with the water festival going on, it was just a, a really great opportunity to do uh, a lot of catching, do a lot of catching. And like, I, like you said, uh, we saw a good, you know, 15 to 30 people throughout the time, especially when the raids happened. And uh, it was cute. Uh, to see, dude, like, you're crazy. Like, no offense, but like we saw a lot more than that, you know, never at any given time. But if we talk about people we saw all throughout the day, I think oh, it was mean, closer to 100. I'm just talking about uh, like when the raids gathered, maybe there was about 30 people. Yeah, during yeah. The during the raids, I would agree with that. I mean, people came and went, you know, uh, and this was just at the location. We went we went to a, a local university, uh, which uh, had a lot of Pokestops and gyms. So it ended up being a great spot. I think it would be, uh, I'd be totally down to have that be Pokemon community spot. It just seemed like a really, uh, you know, good group of people. There was also a Quickly on the campus, which was nice. But uh, side note, uh, that must be nice, having a Quickly on campus. Right? The only thing that they need now is a Molossus. Stand, right? That'd be so good. Um, but yeah, I just I um, it was really fun to see you know our pe- our people out there, our fellow Poke nerds, and you know whether they are um, Poke nerds from just through Go or like 
uh, ever since the 90s. It's just really cool to see uh, people out there. And it is very interesting to see that a lot of people tended to be, you know, the millennials, like 20s, 30s. Uh, so, I mean, that's definitely, you know, um, kind of like that switch target audience. So um, it's very interesting to see like that that kind of the core group. There were some, uh, there were some families out there and even a couple of uh, uh, older folks, which was really cool to see. Um, yeah, I mean, for someone who really doesn't like dealing with people generally, uh, it was just really positive and just seeing people be like, oh, I got a shiny or, you know, talking about like, oh, I only need one more ghastly candy to evolve my haunter or whatever, you know, just hearing the Poke Talk on the Poke Walk was a lot of fun. So to um, wrap it up, I wanted to ask you about um, kind of your experience with your Larvitar, Tyranitar with shininess and anything else that you were um, excited to capture, maybe new additions to your Pokedex. So I'll go first because I did last time. Uh, so like for the longest time, like th- so it should be mentioned, the three hour lure thing is something that like each A three like, hour lure. <laughs> Thank you. You make that joke last time. Yep. Uh, so those don't get automatically set up. Like it's people within the Pokemon Go community that are setting those up. So like, thank you everyone who did that. I think that's super cool. Um, so like, as soon as that it like hit eleven o'clock, all of these Larvitar just started popping up all over the place. So that was cool. I had friends like catching uh, shiny Larvitar within the first like thirty to forty minutes of the event. One of them caught like four or five. He might have gotten higher than that and just stopped telling us. Um, probably. And then like, I know that uh, all of us here in studio captured a shiny Larvitar. Yep. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I had like five. Yeah, I had uh, three by the end of it. Oh, wow, I only had one. Its uh, IVs weren't that great, but uh, still a little shiny friend. Uh, the the first one I got actually ended up having okay IVs, so I uh, evolved him to a Tyranitar. Uh, so that whole evolution chain was new for me. I hadn't actually seen one in the wild before, so that was awesome. Same. And and then I caught uh, another Larvitar. That, or, so at the end of the day, like in the last 30 minutes, we leveled up our Pokies to like into the ones that we thought had great IVs. We would turn into Tyranitar so that they could get the... What was that special move? Was it... Smackdown. 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 uh, As its standard attack, so that's uh, actually a pretty good combo. I knew it was a WWF show. I was just like, it can't be raw, can it? I mean, it could. Raw me Tyranitar. Whoa. Um... So, end of the day, I have two really cool Tyranitars that I'm happy with. Um, I actually think I found a third one that had good IVs and evolved that one all the way up. But, like, from someone who had never found one in the first place to having three evolved from uh, stage one, I thought that was great. Oh, Uh, wow. I also want to, like, say that the, like, doing raids with people at the Pokemon community event days, super fun, because, like, people break up into their teams and, like, start but attacking it was friendly. things. It and it like, was friendly, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, get over there, Mystic, or Valor, scum. Like, it was cool it was, to see some instinct love out there. Yeah, there was a good number of us. In fact, uh, for the second Kyogre raid we did that day, I would say we were one of the second largest group there. Um, and also, like, while there may not have been as many as us, like, we definitely definitely were still able to beat out Kyogre each time we did it, even if we didn't all catch Kyogre. Whereas we know that there were certain other teams that maybe didn't have quite as good a time there as us, and had more people. Um, But I'm not one to shade. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, Anyways... I have a Kyogre now as part of that, uh, which I'm very happy with. Um, and yeah, that was my big experience at the first Pokemon Go community event day that I've ever gone to, and I will go again. Uh, what about you, Spike? Yeah, I had an absolute blast. Um, I caught two Kyogre, which was super exciting. Um, I found a Larvitar that gave me on appraisal, like all of like the good, the best feedback. Um, so I evolved him into a Tyranitar. Um, my my shiny that got the best feedback on the appraisal. I evolved him to Tyranitar. I I just had a blast. I caught a ton of Pokies. I caught a ton of uh, Magikarp. I made it a real point to focus on Magikarp since, you know, the water festival's going on. I'm finally just like three Magikarp away from getting a Gyarados finally. Oh. Yeah, I'm so excited because that's, that's one of my faves. So yeah, I just had a, a really awesome time. I, I really enjoyed 
enjoyed getting to interact with the local Pokemon Go community. Uh, you know, I heard some people talking about getting on Discord. I don't know if I'm quite ready to start talking to locals on Discord about Pokemon Go, but I had a good enough time yesterday that I'm considering it, and that's a pretty big deal for me because I'm not a super social person. So all in all, I would call my experience extremely positive. Um, obviously, I'm really excited to have caught Kyogre. I'm excited to have caught literally like 40 Magic um, and I just, I don't know, I caught a, a lot of Pokemon throughout Wait, the day. Wait, have you turned any of those Magikarp into candy yet? I have, yes. Oh, okay, I was going to say, because otherwise I'm like, oh, well, you've got it. You, you, could, you could evolve right now, live on air. <laughs> right, that would be amazing. No, but I did also catch like 30 Whalmer. I haven't turned all those in yet, so I do need to do that. But no, all in all, I just, it was a super cool event. I caught a lot of great little cuties. I don't know, I I, I caught a Jinx for the fir- my yeah. first time. I actually caught two of them, so that was interesting. Um, But yeah, I just, all in all, was a really great time. I don't know. It's hard for me to quantify other than I wish they happened every weekend because I would go every weekend. I had an absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, I just want to wrap up with some of my notable new Pokedex entries. Uh, I also got Jinx. I got Wismer. I had a Chansey hatch from an egg that uh, I I guess it just came with enough candy somehow. Like, I don't know, but I used my rare candies on her. And so now I have a super cool Blissey. I got a Skip. I got a Tentacruel from a raid. I did not, unfortunately, get either of the Kyogres. Uh, just did not have any luck. I got Wormpool, uh, Wild Masquerade, Illumise, Girafferig, Slugma, Baltoy, Shroomish... And I think that's it. But I mean, like, that's a. I'm definitely starting to pad out my Pokédex. So I'm just. It's really fun to, um, you know, because I kind of was really over this game, and now I'm like, oh, I want to. I'm already really excited to find out what the next Community Day Pokémon is, even if it's like I'm like, you know, even if it's Bidoof. Although Bidoof is uh, not this gen yet. Super right? OP though when he comes around. Is Bidoof Gen so Four. OP. When was I Bidoof? thought it was. So maybe, well, maybe if, if Gen Four is next month, maybe it will be Bidoof. But anyway, uh, like. You know, I'm, I'm just, I was trying to think of, like, a derpy Pokemon. Like, even if it's, like, the derpiest Pokemon, I will still go out and do Community Day for it. That's awesome. I look forward to it. All right. Well, with all that having been said, I think we have one more segment before we start wrapping up. We sh- at least do have one segment. We might have some uh, shout-outs or whatever. Or not shout-outs, uh, feedbacks, but... We do have a few. Oh, hey. Um, so, our Pokemon of the week is Larvitar, or in Japanese, Yogirasu. Uh, is, it's a dual-type rock and ground Pokemon introduced in Generation 2. It evolves into Pupitar at level 30, which evolves into Tyranitar at level 55. Larvitar is the rock skin Pokemon number 242, or sorry, number 246 in the Pokedex. Uh, From Pokemon Gold, its Pokedex says it feeds on soil. After it's eaten a large mountain, it will fall asleep so it can grow. Larvitar is a small green reptilian Pokemon with rocky skin. It has blunt, uh, a blunt spike on the top of its head, a short round snout, and a triangular black marking under uh, the upper corner of its red eyes. Uh, Larvitar has major appearances in the Pokemon series, Hatch Me If You Can. Uh, also, in uh, Larvitar debuted in uh, Pikachu's Peekaboo. Uh, Larvitar also appeared in Pinch Healing, and uh, obviously other many appearances mm. throughout the series and Were games. Were you still watching the anime? Uh, when Ash had that Larvitar that hatched. That was during uh, XY, right? No, it was uh, it was in the Johto. Oh, wow, that was way back. No, I definitely I stopped after uh, Kanto and then came back later, obviously. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's Larvitar. I think it's super adorable and now it's one of my faves after Pokemon Community Day yesterday. Uh, what do you guys think about this amazing little Pokey? I oh, love cutie. my angry baby son. Alright. Yeah, uh, like, uh, I hope that they start kind of pushing Larvitar plush now. Like, this honestly would be a great merchandising move of them. Like, oh, hey, Larvitar plush now available at GameStop, because I guess Toys R Us isn't an option anymore. I would buy one. Well, hopefully we can find them on Amazon. Or at a Pokemon stand. 
stand of any machine. All right. (laughs) Well, um, over on our social media, we said our trainers went out and enjoyed hashtag Larvitar, hashtag Pokemon Go Community Day, and came home with some shiny friends and made some legendary waves. Well, not me. Did you take advantage of today's event? We had a reply from Leprechan5. Said, yep, got four shiny larves and two Kyogre. Damn it, uh, but congratulations. Um, so uh, it was really cool to hear, you know, people around. And the thing that's cool is that you just go to, I think they specifically say, like, local parks. But, I mean, I guess it could really just be wherever, right? But, you know, they say parks. So, you know, like, you know, the university we went to is kind of park-like with, like, you know, lots of grassy areas and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. Also good, good to just get out and, you know, get some fresh air, all of that. Um, uh, we also got some other feedback back prior to community day the solar bear said should i ever get married i found the ring i want there's a um mew solitaire you treasure ring uh that was um featured over at pokeshopper.com it's beautiful uh i'm not one for diamonds but spike take note is this gonna be your wedding rings mm, i'm saying take note and oh krylo says thanks for the shout out the jinx kisses for you three with three kiss emoji jinx 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 Aw, everybody loves drag queen kisses. Yas. Yas. All right, well, thank you for the feedback. If you would like to give us feedback, positive or negative, but positive is better. We like puzzle feedback and not mining. But if there is mining feedback you need to give us, then... Let us know so we can be better. So we can be better. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to us and rate us and review us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And you can like us on Facebook. You can retweet us and tweet at us and uh, tweety tweet, twiddly tweet on Twitter, which is not a bird... Fine type Pokemon, surprisingly, but <laughs> uh, and we can also email us at mail at stabcast.org. Mail at stabcast.org. You know, with all the weird things like vanilla, I'm surprised that there's not just an envelope Pokemon. I mean, like, we've got Klefki. When are we gonna get like an envelope Pokemon and then its evolution is like it's in a mailbag? Strangely, I am inclined to agree. At that point, we'll have to uh, rename our mail URL, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Spike, you have some shout outs for us? I do, as a matter of fact. I would like to point y'all in the direction of the Voice of Geeks Network over at vognetwork.com, where you can hear such fantastic nerd-centric shows as GameBooey.org. 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 You can also find that over at the website GameBooey.org. Yeah, I hear that's one of uh, Hornet.com's 32 queer podcasts to listen to. Yeah, this is something I just found out about today, and I think that's kind of neat. Aw, congratulations, you gays. GameBooey.org is a of course, Slag Kick and I's show. It is your twice-monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Although now Slag we're... Kick, what, what, now, what? now we're actually... Um, what is it? Casual recaps of the last few weeks' gaming headlines. I guess that's what we've become now. All right. Slag Kick, what about you? I'd like to shout out to Reading is Fundamental, the podcast for myself, Spike, and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio. Serve tea and dish on everything RuPaul's Drag Race, honey. I've been thinking about um, making like a drag queen team of grass types so it's like a male Roselia a male uh, oh not file plume you know blossom and then there's like another isn't there another flower type girl I'm not talking about florgist but looking good feeling a florgist anyway uh, over at Orange Lounge Radio every gamer has a voice with Rob Roberts Dark Sakura and Techmaster Loki and they just celebrated their sweet 16 so they're about the same age as like um pokemon gold and silver no in between gen 2 and gen 3 so that's how old they are <laughs> sulker i'd like to shout out to very random encounters spun off from the cast of the mythical uh pokemon rpg this exciting rpg podcast is random as hell each season they play a random pen and paper rpg with randomly generated everything uh characters monsters and more i'd also like to shout out to the traverse town times a new podcast hosted by spike and myself aimed at demystifying the lore of the kingdom hearts games kingdom hearts news and asking the question what is Kingdom Hearts even? Traverse Town Times, your news source that's there only when you need it. And Slykic, I believe we have theme music. Do we? I don't listen to this show. I'm not the one who edits it. <laughs> I hate you so much. Does Jigglypuff sing it? No, we have theme music. It's great. It's Professor Sycamore's theme as performed by Nathan Sharp, a.k.a. Nate Wants to Battle, who you might be familiar with over on the YouTubes for his uh, anime and gaming covers and parodies and, like, original music increasingly. He's, um... 
And he's also done, like, some, like, uh, just, like, Fallout Boy covers and cool stuff like that, too. So, uh, definitely a cool dude. Also done some voice acting in games. I'm a fan. You should be, too. Go support him. Like, subscribe. Whatever you do on the YouTubes. Go buy his music on iTunes and stuff. Uh, support him. All right, Poke fans. Uh, thank you all so much out there in Internet Radio Land for spending this lovely, lovely Sunday evening with us. I hope you've had half as much fun listening as we've had talking. We'll be back at you in a week or two, but until then, keep training. Keep training. Keep catching. Keep catching. And uh, hatch me if you can. Larvitar, I choose you. Oh, God. Larvitar, stop eating all that dirt. I need to to take care of this. When I say let's, y'all say go. Let's go. Sulker, uh, speak into your mic for me. Speaking into my mic for you. Slide kick, speak into your mic. Oh no, it's hardening up again.